NBC announces new streaming service, Facebook working on meme app for teens, Facebook launches community actions, and Facebook launching cross-messaging across platforms. It's Monday, January 28, 2019. All of that is coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 348 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 348 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wiggers, and yes, back after taking a week off from the podcast, and 2019 like really picked up uh, the first podcast of the year was pretty quiet, uh, probably given the holidays, but now things are rocking and rolling. So with that, let's get into the headlines and talk first about another streaming service. Streaming services are going to be all over this podcast. Basically, it's streaming services and Facebook, but let's talk first about NBC and what they're doing. So joining the likes of Amazon, you know, Netflix, Disney, CBS, and many others is a new streaming service from NBC Universal. So this unnamed service, it's going to be ad-supported and free for cable and satellite subscribers. NBC also plans to include its library of content as well as new original programming. So the goal for NBC here is to really scale quickly. That's why it's free. That's why it's ad-supported. NBC wants to get as many people into the platform as early and as fast as possible. Now, if you are a user, you're going to be able to pay to get access to an ad-free version, if you so choose. And if users don't have a cable subscription service, they can actually pay for access to shows like Saturday Night Live or The Office for $12 a month. Now, NBC also still plans to license out some of its content to others, like Netflix, which they currently do with shows like The Office. The proliferation of content walled gardens, it seems to be continuing for 2019 as it started in 2018. Everyone is really getting into the game as we expect Apple to launch a service later this year offering original programming. The question now is just how many services the market can bear and when users are going to say, stop, there are way too many of these, I've had enough. For NBC, it really seems... The biggest benefit is ad inventory and capabilities for advertisers. It now has a place alongside its television network that it will be able to offer advertisers as a way to reach reach NBC content viewers in possibly a more targeted way than what they can currently offer. All right, let's jump to our next story, Facebook and an app that they're working on for teens. So so Facebook, they're always ready to launch a new experiment to go after teens. They've had Slingshot, Lasso, Instagram TV. The latest experiment is dubbed LOL. So LOL is a feed of GIFs and funny videos in the categories of animals, fails, pranks, and for you. The content, it's organized in a feed that auto advances as clips are finished. So it's designed to be kind of this lean back content consumption experience. And users can just simply react to each of the clips with with reactions that are funny or all right or 
not funny. Uh, the app is currently being tested by about 100 high school students, and Facebook has confirmed the tests are in the very early stages, so we might not ever see this. But as teens turn their attention to stories on both Snapchat and Instagram, LOL would give Facebook another place to drive teens in a less ephemeral, more feed-like, and possibly more monetizable format. Teens matter to Facebook. They're spending less time with the social network. That's clear. And it's launching, and it has launched multiple experiments to see what can bring them in because the risk of an entire generation sidestepping Facebook, it's too big of a risk for Facebook to take. LOL may never see the light of day, but that's really not the point. The point is, while teens have given up on Facebook, Facebook hasn't given up on them, and it's not ready to put all of its hopes into Instagram, where it has a pretty pretty sizable teen audience. All right, let's continue on this Facebook train because they had a busy week. Facebook is Another feature that Facebook launched is has Facebook looking to tap into users' penchant for political organizing on its platform with the launch of what it's calling Community Actions. So Community Actions, they connect users to local officials with petitions that they'd like to see acted upon. The feature works by letting users create a petition, they can tag organizations or politicians, and then they can recruit others to support the cause. Supporters can then discuss the petition, they can organize events, they can create fundraisers in the same place as the community action exists. Facebook's treading on the territory of sites like change.org with this feature, but it's also turning a user behavior common on its platform into a feature, basically. Facebook's been used to organize everything from the Women's March to petitions for Netflix to pick up canceled shows, so it's has pretty broad uses. It's also in line with Facebook's other features that that better allow political candidates to, say, connect with voters and town hall, which is another feature that connects constituents to their representatives. All that being said, though, Facebook has also been shown to be used for ill, like the spread of misinformation. Now, Facebook says it's going to be using humans and algorithms to make sure the feature isn't abused, but Facebook's also said that before. All right, let's cover Facebook for one more story. And this one, it could be a big one because Facebook is making plans to allow its users to cross-message each other between Messenger, Instagram, and WhatsApp. It's full messaging suite of tools will be able to talk with each other, meaning people who exclusively use Messenger, they're going to be able to message users who exclusively use WhatsApp. The apps will support end-to-end encryption, but there's no detail on when this ability is going to launch. Launching such an integration, it would probably give Facebook the ability to really boost engagement across all three platforms, and each of the platform's will become more interlinked from an advertising and targeting perspective. So this move, it would be significant because really there's a rapid rise right now in messaging among users, adopting messaging, but also competitive services. And as Facebook looks to compete with Apple's iMessages and Google's messaging initiatives, this kind of positions Facebook nicely as a messaging suite that allows users to reach almost anyone. However, there is pretty legitimate concern that this really flies in the face of Facebook's past commitments to keep Instagram and WhatsApp largely separate from the Facebook ecosystem. Efforts like this, they degrade each platform's independence. So it's likely no coincidence that these changes are happening shortly after the founders of both WhatsApp and Instagram left Facebook 
after being acquired. All right, that is it for the main stories. Now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happen at a high level that didn't get discussed earlier, and there's a lot of them. All right, here we go. Hang on. Facebook is currently testing a feature that allows users to share their events in Facebook stories. The test is being conducted in the U.S., Mexico, and Brazil. The move underscores Facebook's desire to drive adoption among users to the two features. Events and stories, they have been cited as major priorities for the social network. Snap Inc.'s CFO, he's departing the company to, quote, pursue other opportunities, unquote. The decision to leave comes less than a year after joining Snap. The move sent Snap's stock price down. All right, this one got complicated because after being banned by YouTube, Twitter, and Apple, Alex Jones launched a channel on Roku. Now, Roku stated that it does not sell advertising on Jones's behalf, nor does it have a relationship with Jones of any kind. It also stated that it does not censor based on viewpoint. Now, Roku came under mounting pressure from consumers threatening to boycott the service and adopt alternate streaming providers. It was also a bit of a questionable decision by Roku for advertisers because YouTube, Twitter, and others they partially at least banned Jones because he undermined the platform's ability to offer brand-safe environments. Jones created a similar problem for Roku. So how all of this ended, all for all of those reasons, it's probably why Roku changed course and actually ended up pulling Jones's channel. Quite the saga. A new study from Pew Research found that the majority of Facebook users, 74% actually, did not know Facebook had a list of their interests and traits, and 51% said they weren't comfortable with this information being compiled. The bright side for advertisers in Facebook, if you want to look at it this way, was that only 27% said the listings did not represent them well. YouTube's doing its part to protect dumb people from themselves. It updated its guidelines to ban any challenges and pranks that are dangerous or harmful. So this means anything that can cause, quote, severe emotional distress, unquote, or may lead to, quote, serious physical nature, unquote, will be banned from the platform. Currently, videos that fall into this category have a two-month window before YouTube will strike a chain channel for violating the policy. The latest challenge, the bird box challenge, uh, may have had something to do with it. It had, it involved people putting on blindfolds and then doing things. Uh, but I think we can all agree that the line was crossed when eating laundry detergent during the Tide Pod challenge became fashionable. The FTC, they're currently weighing the option of imposing a fine exceeding $22.5 million on Facebook. $22.5 million was actually the highest fine ever levied by the FTC against a company, and that company was Google. Facebook's fine, however, may exceed that and would come from the revelations following the Cambridge Analytica scandal. Facebook would be fined for violating a 2011 agreement between Facebook and the government regarding privacy. Google and other fine news. Uh, Google has received a fine of $56.8 million from France's privacy regulator for violations of GDPR. The fine stemmed from a complaint that Google was forcing users to agree to new privacy policies. Google can appeal the fine. Netflix users can now share what they're watching on to Instagram stories. The feature is available within the Netflix app. Once users open the share menu, Instagram stories will appear as an option. From there, users can share cover art of what they're watching, add GIFs, and include stickers. 
WhatsApp is limiting the number of people. Users can simultaneously forward messages to five. That's down from 20. The goal of the limit is to stifle the spread of misinformation and rumors on its platform. After a test of the limits, WhatsApp found that users forwarded less messages with the limit in place. What Twitter's website, it's getting an update. It's going to allow, to allow its .com users to access emojis, keyboard shortcuts, improve search, and an updated trends for you section. Some users are receiving opt-in messages to preview the site early. Viacom, this is another streaming story. They have acquired Pluto TV for $340 million. Pluto TV offers ad-supported streams of over 100 channels and says it has 12 million monthly active users. Viacom plans to use Pluto TV to build up its ad business while also expanding its content distribution capabilities. Another streaming news, YouTube TV is going national. After being available in 100 markets since it's launched two years ago, those 100 markets accounted for 85% of the United States. But this is going to enable YouTube TV to be available to the remaining about 15% or so of the country. Twitter is testing another update to make it easier to follow conversations. This update adds a tag to the users who started a threaded conversation. The tag is, quote, original tweeter. Next story, LinkedIn is rolling out the ability to target ads to users based on their professional interests. LinkedIn will develop these interests based on the content its users share and engage with on the platform. Currently, LinkedIn is planning to include 200 professional interest categories such as AI, global economy, and customer service. Amazon has launched that it is actually has announced that it is launching six devices called Amazon Scout. So Scout is an autonomous robot that's going to deliver packages in select markets. Initially, the device will be accompanied by an Amazon employee. And lastly, uh, Facebook Moments has been around since 2015, but on February 25th, it's going to be no more. Moments was originally launched as a way to manage photos of you and your friends, but it really offered no way to share those photos outside of the Moments app. That's probably why no one really used it. All right, that is it for episode 348 of Brave Ad World. It's great to be back for 2019. Before I let you go, I always love hearing from you. Send questions, comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. Rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your platform of choice if you so choose. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at T Wigert. That's T W I E G E R T. You can also check out braveadworld.com where I occasionally share my personal thoughts on marketing. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.